Hey everyone, welcome back to Navigating Netflix Originals. As always, I'm Madison, and as always, I'm joined by Jamie. Hello. And for the second time in a row, my husband, Subi. Hello. <laughs> so he's still on vacation this week, so he had time to watch another one with us for this we week. Yeah. So we thought it would be a good way to end the year on a brand new Netflix original mm-hmm. called Death to 2020. <laughs> a feeling we can all get behind. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, definitely a feeling a lot of us, I think, can get behind this year. And it's it's a really, it's a mockumentary. So it's, it's, it's like a really funny recap of this year. So if you're looking to kind of laugh instead of cry about what's happened so far this year, <laughs> go yeah. and watch it. <laughs> yeah, and I saw, it's kind of interesting because yeah, it's essentially a comedic retrospective of 2020. And it, like reading some reviews for this, people were expecting like, I don't know, really impressive like insights and all this stuff. But I think it's essentially just meant to be what you said, like a recap, but that's funny. Right. Yeah. Kind of like if somebody made a documentary about what's happened so far this year, but made it funny, basically, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's, it's, I mean, you can't do a documentary of 2020 without it being politically charged, but they definitely like show the worst of both sides, you know, like you see, like they don't just hate on the Republicans or just on the Democrats. Like they, they show why both parties are wrong in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that was it. That was like a fair thing that they did there, at least. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, so, what were our, our first initial reactions to this? It's short, little. It's only seventy minutes long, so yeah, it's very short. Pretty quickly. Yeah. As our yeah. guest, Subi, what did you think? Putting putting me on the spot, man. Um, Well, I I thought it was really funny, really um, uh, sharply written. Mm -hmm. Um, I found it interesting that they like took like famous actors and gave them like these fake roles. Yeah, Uh, like they had they had uh, Samuel L. Jackson. They had uh, Hugh Grant playing that professor. Mm -hmm. Um, They had they had Phoebe Buffay. That Phoebe. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, Cat um, Bag, as she's also called. Oh no, she was Princess Consuela. Consuela Banana Hammock. That's right. My bad. Oh. <laughs> or otherwise known as uh, Lisa Kudrow. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping it would come to me if I said otherwise known as, because I hadn't actually remembered it at that point. <laughs> I also couldn't remember it, so I'm glad it came to me. But unfortunately, it did come. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so uh, there were a lot of great characters. Um, Hugh Grant plays this, um, (laughs) he plays like a historian Mm -hmm. who confuses like movies he's seen with actual historical (laughs) events. Like he thinks something, uh, something from Game of Thrones happened in real life, thought the ending of Star Wars happened in real life. I was there. (laughs) I remember. I I was there. I, I remember. Um, I yeah. also like the, um, the uh, conspiracy theorist lady. <laughs> she, she was a great character. Like, she, I think she gave probably one of the best performances. Just like, I just I believed her the most. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, there's so many women like her. Yeah, like this super super passive aggressive 
Karen. Yeah, the the Karen. Yes, the Karen of the world. The, the, yeah. the but like the upper middle class Karen. Exactly. Yeah. My my favorite was probably Gemma, like the the <laughs> the person who thought that America was a TV show. Yeah, no, yeah. She, the was... average person yeah. from Britain, I think, was her description. <laughs> average. She was so funny. Oh, uh, and like just seeing it from that perspective. <laughs> Yeah, if you didn't have any understanding of how American <laughs> politics worked, but like watched what was happening, like you would be lost. Yeah. About <laughs> like, thinking that like it was a game show during yeah. the election. The oh, most man. boring game show ever. <laughs> he is one of the five most average people in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, that reminds me of the plot of a movie called Idiocracy. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. I it, have not. It's have. like about this guy in the year 2000 who is like, he's like the most average person in the world. And he gets cryogenically frozen, like accidentally. Like he falls into like a cryogenic. <laughs> like, like fry. Like fry. Yeah, like fry, exactly. <laughs> and he wakes, uh, he's frozen for say a thousand years yeah either a hundred years or a thousand years and like when he wakes up he is the smartest person in the world oh, because wow. like the average person just keeps getting dumber and dumber i mean as time goes by and he like has to solve like all these complicated problems he's, <laughs> he's still like an average idiot but he's still like the smartest person alive so <laughs> nice. it's a pretty good movie also also that starts from Futurama. I was going to say, yeah, that's also one of the anthology of interest episodes, I think. No. Or just, it's when the brains come. Anyway. Yes. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's got those special brain waves. But, yes. So you you seem to have liked it. What were, what were your initial reactions, Jamie? I also really enjoyed it. Um, I thought, like, as, as Subi was saying, it's very sharply written. So there were so many things I wanted to write down just because, like, everything <laughs> oh. was so ridiculous that I was, yeah, I was tempted and I had to stop myself at a certain point because it was getting too much. But um, yeah. yeah, I think it was a good, it, it's interesting to look back and see like the various things that have, have happened throughout this year in that way. Um, because I think we, especially in the past few months, it's been like COVID slash election have been like yeah. the priorities in our minds, I think, for a lot of people. Um, so it's interesting to see everything else that happened um yeah i guess that's it yeah <laughs> yeah like the, the one of the first lines in the uh uh in the mockumentary is like the guy's like oh yeah you know it, it, uh, january 1st 2020 it was like any other year but it, it, it like the earth was just floating about in space <laughs> but if you zoomed in you could see that it's that its backside was on fire <laughs> yeah yeah, I was like, oh, this is going to be good already. <laughs> yeah, especially with their description of the fire, when they're just like, fire, a radicalized, angry form of air, and one of mankind's oldest foes. I know, I wrote that one down, too. <laughs> like, oh, a, a, fire, a radicalized, angry form of air, is going to be the only way I, I describe fire. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to light the stove with a radicalized, angry form of air. Yeah. <laughs> But, but yes. yeah, I did. They they had some really good quotes in this documentary. A lot of just a lot of good dialogue. Yeah, <laughs> I wish the only thing that I wished they 
that uh, different about it was that mm. it was longer. Like mm. it was only 70 minutes. And I feel like there was a lot more they could have, you know, done and talked yeah. about and fun of that happened this year. And, you know, you already got everybody there. Like why only make it 70 minutes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think the reason is that um, the most like recent thing they talked about was the vaccine becoming available. So it's like into the first week of December and it's already out. It's already edited and available. So I think they kept it shorter for that reason, like just wanting to be able to get it up before the end of the year. Yeah, I think so. Available to watch. If you'd done something that was two hours, you know, you wouldn't have been able to have the most recent like ways, you know, that it actually ended in there because Mm -hmm. it would have been long to edit it. Yeah. And one thing, like, uh, the, the the mockumentary was made by the creators of Black Mirror. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, which mm-hmm. you guys have talked about yeah, on NNO yeah. several episodes. We have. Um, yeah, I saw it on the on the spreadsheet you made about what you guys watched this year. <laughs> well, we didn't watch any this year, so you didn't see it there. <laughs> didn't see it there. <laughs> but, 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 like, the, the creators of Black Mirror, they're, they're so savvy about internet yeah. culture, you know? Like, yeah. like almost because the guy who the main creator of um black mirror he's like a guy in his 40s or his 50s you know mm-hmm. and yet he's so savvy about like how um just how internet culture functions you know like like the the character of the uh the millennial yeah. the economy millennial named yeah. uh, duke ghoulies <laughs> <laughs> i love the, the names of the people I hate that that's the depiction that the world has of millennials because we're all millennials and that's, that's what the world thinks that we are. Uh, I'm an elder millennial. So. You are elder. That is very true. Uh, that's true. <laughs> you you, you I, are the elder of the group. I, I'm, I'm almost Gen X. Or Gen you are almost a senior citizen. <laughs> yeah. I did think, yeah, I, I liked the, the millennial depiction only because like they start out trying to be like you know this time has been really rough for millennials because a lot of them are working multiple jobs to make their living and then it turns out that like he just turned into a streamer essentially slash youtuber and has made 16 million (laughs) dollars which like i I figured right from the beginning he was going to turn out to be some rich guy yeah just by his whole attitude and like what he was wearing it's like he's not actually going to be poor yeah it's all worked to his advantage you know he was poor before covid but now he's a millionaire right <laughs> so true. Crazy things people watch it's like it's just it's like them reacting to content yeah you know it's like don't you watch reactionary I, I, content? no oh, i do no. Oh, I, okay. I i react to content i don't watch how other people <laughs> Reaction content. You should film your reactions. You should post them, and you'd be making sixteen million. Yeah, yeah I, I, sh- I should like, like, see how they react. You should react to the reaction. I, I should try to determine if the reactions are authentic. Oh man, Jamie, cut this out. We have some real old content. We don't want this going viral. Yeah, I'm definitely not going to do I'm that. No, we don't want other people to steal your thoughts. No. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, concentrating this idea. And Jamie, yeah. please set your laptop on fire so that no one can ever access this. Okay. Precious- I will. I will. <laughs> Anyways. Um, but yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, like, <laughs> Where are you going like, with that? Just, like, <laughs> reacting to things. 
What the hell is that? I think it's something that has, I think, gotten a lot more popular this year. Um, But it's not something that's new either. Well, and I think that, like, you have people who are looking for new ways to make income from home. So you have more people producing content on YouTube and you have more people who are at home and not able to leave the house. So who are looking for more things to watch. So it was a good year for YouTubers, you know, like I think that they were already on the start, like the uprising, you know, people who already had a few thousand subscribers, you know, a lot of them did well this year. Yeah. And I think the reaction thing, I wonder if part of that is kind of like what drew people to vlogs, which is the idea of like, you know, if, if you're watching a reaction to something that you like, like, for example, I've seen a number of like Avatar, The Last Airbender or Korra reactions that it's like you're it's almost as if you're watching a show that you really like with another person then. And then you get to like experience their first time, you know, whether or not it's real, you don't know, but like their potential first time reaction. So it's kind of like watching the show you like with someone new. And then you sort of, you know, as you continue watching, like you become familiar with what to expect from these people and like how they'll react to certain things. So I think in a lot of ways, it is kind of filling a void for a lot of people Uh, in the same way that vlogging does where you're like, I'm going to live, I'm going to see what your life is like. And like, it it creates the, it does create this sort of like strange thing where then people like know you a lot more than you expect them to. And so then it's like, you th- like the viewer thinks that you're like a friend probably because right. <laughs> you know them so well quote quote it's kind of like being a virtual friend <laughs> yeah. for somebody yeah and i like i like that some people have come out and been like listen i know that you see me as a friend but like the reality is, is that you are four million people that i do not know so it's right. like i i think it's important to make that distinction whereas like you know otherwise they're just going to be like constantly approaching you always and been like Oh my God, so yeah. happy to see you. And they're like, wait, I don't know you. <laughs> so yeah, there, yeah, there's, uh, yeah, that was <laughs> weird. I'm just like imagining being like a popular YouTuber yeah. and uh, like, people know your face, they know your voice mm-hmm. and like recognize that in public by just like random people. Yeah. I would not like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even like being recognized in public by people I know. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's hope our podcast never goes super viral, so you'll never be hounded. I'll have to change my identity if it does. <laughs> it's a lot, but anyway. Uh, but yeah. I think you're safe. I don't think people would come to your tiny town. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I, I will have fans here who will or recognize. Shout out to all of the fans. We're not going to say where, but there. Right. Let's not do that. <laughs> All the fans, meaning, I guess, everyone who works with Subi, because they're the only people yeah. who listen. They're just Subi in reality. I don't think any of the other ones ever started listening to it. So it's the only fan in this town. My you guys like, have, any, have like a name for your fans? You know how like different groups have I feel like, like we need to have more of them before we name them. Yeah, don't they typically name themselves in a way? They usually like, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like like the like the fans of the Grateful Dead or the the Deadheads. Yeah, I think if we do, they should be like the Navigators, like the nav- navigating oh. Netflix originals. So if you're if you're out there looking to name yourself fans, you are you are now the Navigators. There you go. <laughs> or I feel like we're the Navigators. That's true. They, you're the Navigators. How about the Gators? The, ga- <laughs> the Gators. That's just, we've just gone off the deep end. Anyway, 
power about. So navigating is usually like on a boat. Oh, oh, if, if you or say they could be pirates. No, 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 no. If you call them the gators, you can. You guys can sign off each episode by saying, see you later, alligator. <laughs> okay, we'll put that, we'll put a pin in that. Um, we'll put a pin in that one. Yeah, a pin of well, gold. You, you are like our <laughs> a large percentage of our audience, so I suppose your opinion counts. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. We'll call like you a, a gator. Everyone else can be whatever they want to be. But going back to Death to Twenty Twenty. <laughs> this is podcast gold. Um. Another it's person, all- another character I really liked in this was um, Her Royal Highness Queen Elizabeth Part Two. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I, I was- <laughs> Queen Elizabeth the First Part Two. Now smash that like button and subscribe. <laughs> so yeah, funny. She was, she was hilarious. I enjoyed her. <laughs> yeah, I also like speaking to the idea that they were not like necessarily picking sides. I like that they also had so many like random descriptors for biden yes like prehistoric concierge civil war hero just constantly talking about how old he is yeah at one time they call him an amiable phantom like they they're the <laughs> make is so true about the fact that we had to choose between yeah. two old white rich men who are basically the same age you know like I one was a little more radical than the other yeah at least 200 <laughs> years had for our options as far as the democratic candidate went and i felt that disappointment early on damn yeah i think but, we all kind of did but yeah <laughs> but at the end you know it's better than trump right <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. I was excited, too, that we, of course, because he's been a very vocal figure during the pandemic, but I liked that we got a shout out to Cuomo in there. He was mentioned. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh. Yeah, look at that. Even Cuomo made the pod, or the, the documentary. Mm. And the podcast. So I want to I take us off the deep end a little bit here with Ooh. this next question. Sure. Mm-hmm. So the show is Death to 2020 is like the name of it. And I think that's like an attitude that a lot of people have is like 2020 has been the yeah. worst year ever kind of thing. Like, let's just get rid of it. Like, how do you guys feel about that? What are your feelings? Do you feel, do you feel death to 2020 or do you feel other feelings towards 2020? I mean, what, what do you mean? I mean, like 20 is going to pass no matter what we do. Well, so. I know, but some people just like, like... Like, do you look back and have overall negative feelings? Is that what you're talking right. about? I, yeah, I look back and wish that this year hadn't happened, that it had been just, you know... No. I, yeah, I, think, I think for us, meaning all three of us, we've, we've talked num- numerous times about how our lives really haven't changed all that much given what's happened. So I think, like... I can understand the feeling if you are if you were someone who, you know, had lost their job and w- weren't working this entire ten right. months or whatever. Like that would be really unfortunate. Um, you family members who died, or that it. yeah, like we've been pretty yeah. good in terms of all that, you know. So, I, I for me personally, I don't look back and say like twenty twenty was the worst. Like, do I wish I could have? you know, gone out and explored and like done things with people or just see people, period. Um, right. Like, 
yes, that's unfortunate, but it doesn't make me look back and be like 2020 has been a shitty year because I don't think yeah. it's been necessarily any shittier than the last <laughs> 31 <laughs> years of my life. to an extent you know there's always shitty things that are happening in in every year so yes we've we've been more open to it i think because we have nothing else to do but sit at home and watch the news and like take in all of this media so i think it feels heavier right but i don't know that it is and i i feel like for me this is like a year of like change Mm -hmm. you know something big had to happen in order for like the world to shift gears a little bit because we kind of needed it to everything has been controlled for so long by old white men. And and it's, it's, it's like kind of what that's coming down to is that's people are trying to shift that in a different way and the old men don't like it and are (laughs) fighting back against it basically is what all the tension is boiling down to. Um, And I, I am optimistic about 2021 to some extent. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think that, I think that 2020 needed to happen, you know, like it was a change of course kind of thing. <laughs> I think that, I think that could also be said for um, the highlighting of police brutality and the black lives yeah. matter movement. I think that again, because <laughs> we could not be distracted by daily life anymore we were forced to focus on these things. So I think that that in itself was something that really lent a lot of strength to the movement because we yeah. were forced to deal with it instead of being like, oh, well, you know, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. yeah. What do you say? So I, I don't actually feel like, you know, fuck 2020 or <laughs> death to 2020. I don't have that attitude. Yeah. But I understand why a lot of people do because yeah. I know that has been a terribly shitty year for a lot of people yeah. <laughs> and I don't want to discount that anyway. <laughs> right. But it's also like, you know, reg- despite what some presidents, some current presidents think, you know, <laughs> we at least have a new president coming in. So it's like, that is a good thing that technically it happened, you know, the election happened in 2020. So like, we don't want to erase that from history, right. but Yeah. <laughs> And then the the next election will actually happen in 2021, the Georgia runoff election. Mm-hmm. If we have any fans in Georgia, we're we're all eyes are on you right now, uh-huh. Georgia. <laughs> yes, I think yeah, we won't get. But, let's not get too political. But yes, <laughs> um, indeed. Let's not get too political. Like we didn't endorse Biden earlier on. <laughs> but if you are, yeah. All we'll say is, like, you know, always give a shout out to Black Lives Matter at the end of our episode. <laughs> yes, indeed. But, um, anyways, yeah. <gasps> but um, I think I think one thing that was really important that uh, that one of, I think it was Hugh Grant's character said during the uh, mockumentary was that polarization is the problem of our age. Yeah, and I think that's completely true. Like I, I think that more and more. And maybe this will change politically because, like, you know, Biden is very much middle of the road and not far left or far right. But right. I feel like more and more, as they mentioned, like, there is such a, a split and, like, you're either on one side or you're not. And there's no communication even that's allowed to happen between the sides. So, which yeah. is highlighted also by his character. Like, he's like, you, you know, <laughs> I don't know. But it was it was just something that I think despite the fact that everything was like a lot of things were kind of had a jokey overtone. I feel like that was very true. Yeah. 
That is, it is, I mean, it is very true. I don't know that the polarized, like the far right and the far left, I don't know that, I don't think they, they take up the majority of people. You know, like, I think that most people would find themselves more closer to the middle if they actually kind of ranked their political views. You wouldn't be, you might not be completely all the way in the middle, but you would be closer yeah. to the middle, the far ends, you know. Most people aren't extremists, I guess is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah, like, those are the the far right and the far left. They're definitely the most vocal. Right. right. They're just shouting more than anybody else. Yeah. yeah. Like, like I, I think they did like an analysis which found that like the majority of the most commonly shared tweets are uh, written by like top the top two percent of Twitter users. Yeah. And Twitter is like ten percent of the population or something like yeah. that. So it's like a really small number of people who are expressing really loud the, the, the opinions <laughs> commonly shared views you know no, or, or like the most widely shared they're cr views. they're creating the most widely shared yeah. views by like saying oh, them. Yeah. well i mean People. let's go and, yeah. and rewatch the social dilemma <laughs> yeah <that's true. laughs> about this like radicalization and stuff but one of our other social documentaries that we watched this year yeah that one was funny though it was just more depressing yeah <laughs> <laughs> it was but yeah yeah. Uh, do you wanna do you wanna kind of talk about some of the other things we watched this year? Just to give a little recap, like you talked about. Sure. Did you have any other quotes from Death to Twenty Twenty before we go into our own? Oh sure. Recap of the yeah. year. I have a few. Um, I like when they said, "President and experimental pigman, Donald Trump." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like Gemma saying like. After uh, the lockdown, she's like, it was so quiet. You could hear yourself think, I expect. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I liked it when they said, they're talking about Trump and they said, was facing an impeachment trial, which is a traditional ceremony that Americans perform to work out whether or not their president has gone off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For people who aren't familiar with the Irish lingual, gone off means like spoiled or gone bad. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I like also, I missed this when I was naming all the things Biden was called, but um, Gemma refers to him as a ticket inspector on a ghost train. Uh, <laughs> um, I liked when the average citizen just says, parasite, that's not even an English word. <laughs> yeah. The guy, and then the, like, the cameraman is like, yes, it is. Well, it's like, yeah, if you say it in English. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, it is when you say it in English. Oh. <laughs> Uh, I like when the Queen was talking about, um, or they were talking about Harry and Meghan moving to the U.S. And she's like, "Yeah, they moved to the U.S., which is uh, no, which is why they moved to America, where race has never been an issue at all." <laughs> I didn't write it down, but I liked later on when they were talking about Harry and Meghan, and she's like, "Hootie and Hummy." <laughs> yeah, she's like, like "Hootie and Hoon." Woman, whom? I like when she was talking about the Netflix original, The Crown, and she's like, <laughs> oh, it's such a down-to-earth show about normal people living their lives. <laughs> I think she then says something like, something the little people can look up to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
the last quote I have is about <laughs> Trump, and it says it was like watching a man fall from a sky tra- skyscraper trying to sue the sidewalk out of existence before he hit the ground. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Oh man, that's a good quote to end it on. I also liked when the Queen was like um, posing for her like a uh, banknote photo, <laughs> and it's like her like screaming into her phone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think my I think the banknote photo shows my surprise. Yeah. <laughs> oh it's man! Called like like dollar bills, banknotes in in England. I mean, that's what they are. They're notes from the bank saying this counts for this much money. Uh, they should be called English dollars. English um, dollars. <laughs> well, I think you use the term banknote for any currency, can't you? Yeah, you could. Yeah, I guess. Because otherwise, I mean, they're I- called pounds. Yeah. Or pounds sterling. Everything a bank holiday, if you'd like. <laughs> and all the holidays are are created by the banks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you can say you can call anything anything you want, guys. <laughs> it's you you got to open your minds in twenty twenty one. Exactly. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, let's um, uh, so that just to so people understand our transitioning here. Uh, so since we're talking about death to 2020 and the end of the year, um, I thought it would be interesting to look back on the different things that we have discussed so far and share a couple, you know, if we can remember anything, share a couple thoughts on it, things we particularly liked, you know, extra shout outs if no one has watched it yet, I guess. <laughs> but um, since this is a documentary slash docu-series, um, if we look back, we've watched four others this year. Sex yeah. Explained, Tiger King, Unwell, and The Social Dilemma. Uh, Tiger already, King, my God. We <clears throat> already gave a little shout out to The Social Dilemma when we were yeah. kind of comparing it to Death of 2020 earlier. Um, and yeah, that would still be out of out of the ones we watched. The Social Dilemma was a really, really good one, and I still mm-hmm. would recommend it. Yeah, I agree. I think um, Unwell was interesting just in the fact that it, it touched on a lot of it, it showed a positive and negative side of each of the things they did, which I think yeah. is a good way of, you know, doing some sort of docu-series on, on sort of somewhat controversial like, topics. Like more like holistic kind of like healing and medicine yeah. kind of topics, yeah. Yeah, I wish I could remember anything about Sex Explained, but I can't. Um, but there are so many other like short series like, you know, X Explained or Y Explained that <laughs> that would be something to in 2021 that we could explore as a couple more docu-series. Yeah, yeah I, I love docu-series and documentaries, um, so that would be A-okay with me. I, I remember all of the documentaries that we watched, and I remember most, probably all of the series that we watched, but I don't remember most of the film. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, out of the whole list, the ones that I can, like, specifically remember the storylines to is The Devil All the Time, yeah. um, Eleanor Holmes, and the Christmas Prince ones that we oh, watched yeah. recently. Yeah. I and is that really I, it? I, like, I, like, I remember uh, Project Power. The guy gets the power of like different animals for like five yes. minutes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, with the little pills they, they eat. Yeah. See, like if I were to look up pictures or like, you know, yeah. a, a short clip from it, I would remember it. But like the movies themselves weren't good enough that the name of the film doesn't actually stick in my head. Yeah. Well, we did watch some relatively mediocre films, um, but 
<laughs> but some of them yeah. were really quite interesting. Like I remember really liking Okja. Um, after I, after we remembered off air what Anon was, I remember liking that too. <laughs> Uh, I, I I enjoyed I am the pretty thing that lives in the house. Yeah, I remember um, not being too much into that one. But... We thought it was really boring. <laughs> it's supposed to be like like a haunty kind of. Yeah, it's a haunty slash like it's meant to be a suspense, but like every single moment is suspense. So then you don't feel suspense at all. <laughs> takes place in slow motion rather it does. than. Oh. It takes something like twenty five minutes to round a corner, essentially. <laughs> Mm. it's not it's not suspenseful it's just within suspense the entire time <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> it's um, suspended um but from from the series shout out to grace and frankie season six whoop, whoop. they are still planning to do one more season but i think that the date for that got postponed due to sure. yeah it still gets done at some point yeah, I mean, it goes without saying that two of these series, three of them are part of, are like, aside from Grace and Frankie, are part of my, like, favorite series of all time, which would be Lovesick, Slash Scorital Recall, Sensei, and Sex Education. Like, so yeah. good. Yeah, all three mm. of them are are really good series. Mm. Um, Sensei, I liked more than I thought that I would. Yeah. And, yeah, I, I did enjoy that. Yeah. May- did we really? Do a sensate where we only talked about one episode. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was the the New Year's Eve special, whatever. So it was like two and a half hours long. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> and the, only... same with the fi- the finale too was like over two hours long. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's true. But living with yourself, I don't remember. That was like mm-hmm. where that was weird at series where that man. <laughs> a spa and like they clone him and then like try to kill him oh yeah woods but then he get, comes back to life and finds his clone living wow. in his life oh, <laughs> i forgot all about that yeah that was a weird that ass too bad. that's probably why you forgot about it it was just too strange yeah honestly like all of this netflix does really good series like they i do. i don't think i've had i've met a series yet that i just straight out didn't like yeah whereas like yeah. some films i'm like ah why so yeah some of the films are a little lackluster but the series usually are are hits yeah um yeah the haunting of blind manor was a particularly good one i'm looking forward to we should at some point discuss haunting uh haunting of hill house or whatever yeah yeah that uh, would be good unwatched un- list yes indeed <laughs> But yeah, so I don't know. I don't have much else to say, but I thought it would be interesting to look back on some of them. Some crazy ones like Horse Girl. And Yeah. <laughs> if you didn't talk about Unicorn Store this year, that would have been a fun one to look I mean, back on. <laughs> that was like on par with Horse Girl in terms of like how strange it was. Was Horse Girl strange? I can't remember now. Um, was there Horse Girl was... It, it wasn't Unicorn Store weird. Okay, yeah, because when I saw Horse Girl, I thought it was Unicorn Store. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but now I'm remembering. Yeah. You know, an actual fucking unicorn. Yeah. It See, I want to... I need... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, is Horse Girl about uh, Donald Trump's sister? Donald Trump the pig man? Oh. <laughs> Could be. Could be. Oh. It's actually the it's actually the um, the prequel to Project Power, you know, when they're trying to figure <laughs> out which which animal powers to give people. 
Um, I want to re-listen to our podcast episode for Unicorn Store because we came up to with like a really awesome fan theory. Oh, yeah. We did, yeah. and I don't know what it is, but I remember that we came up with us. I, I think I remember. Like, you got your theory was that the the whole thing was in the girl's head. Yeah, you imagined the whole thing, maybe, or something like that. Yeah, I can't remember exactly. But it's, you should do a reaction podcast to your podcast. You, you should. should. Yeah. You should also watch the film. <laughs> that too. So much content. But yeah, I guess that's all I really wanted to say. Any other last comments about either Death to Twenty Twenty or? Um, as far as like, I would recommend Death to Twenty Twenty to pretty much anybody. Like, I'm actually thinking about posting about it on Facebook because I think that no matter what angle you're coming at it from, you'll find some level of enjoyment mm -hmm. out of this film because yeah. it is just mm -hmm. a satirical comedy of the shit show that has been this year. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I think it's a good, a good way to end the year on, you know, we're a couple days away from the new year at this point when we're recording and it's just a good way to, good way to end 2020. <laughs> yeah, I agree. But um, as we go into the new year, um, if anyone who is listening, I guess including Subi, if you have any <laughs> suggestions on things that you would like us to watch, um, feel free to reach out to us. As always, you can do that uh, uh, on Twitter at NNO Podcast. Or you can send us an email at navigatingnetflixoriginals at gmail.com. Subi, you're welcome just to give me your no. Nope. You have to also send an email to... <laughs> oh, no, I have to go through the official channels. <laughs> All right, well, I will check my email then yep. in anticipation. There you go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah, right. so everyone have a happy new year. Happy new year, happy everyone. Happy new year, yeah. Hopefully the new year will be a better one. <laughs> we'll keep all of our appendages crossed. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. Goodbye. All right. Bye. It's <laughs> crossed. What? <laughs> Bye. 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 <laughs>